Welcome to 100% Real with Steph. This is your girl, Stephanie. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're all doing well. It has been a long minute since the last episode. This episode, I will be talking about taking care of your mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. This episode is very important to me as I would like to raise awareness about my mental health journey and also to break the stigma of mental health. I also want to share some tips on taking care of yourself and others. Now, I am not a licensed professional or a health specialist, but I will include links uh, in the uh, podcast episode that you can explore for uh, mental health resources. Stay tuned. Welcome back. With May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I actually didn't know there was a month dedicated to mental health until a few years ago. When I found out about it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Not only am I educating myself, but I'm learning about how I can support others that are also going through this as well. So what is Mental Health Awareness Month? According to youth.gov, Mental Health Awareness Month raises awareness of trauma and the impact it can have on physical, emotional, and mental well-being of children, families, and communities. Mental Health Month was established in 1949 to increase awareness of the importance of mental health and wellness in Americans and to celebrate the recovery from mental illness. Mental health is essential for a person's overall health Prevention works, treatment is effective, and people can recover from mental disorders and live a full and productive life. To be honest, I was actually very hesitant about recording this episode because I was afraid of what people were going to think or say. But I want to bring awareness to something that is so important to me. And if you are listening, you or someone you know may be going through this. I also want to talk about this because I feel like it needs to be talked um, more about, especially in the Latino community. As a disclaimer, I want to share my experience to connect, have a conversation, and support each other. And, you know, this podcast is about being 100% real, you know, I didn't call it 100% real with stuff for nothing, but I just want you to know that you are not alone in this and as a part of a, this podcast, this is a safe space to have communication and listen to each other. No negativity will be tolerated. So where do I begin? <laughs> so I actually... Um, I want to start um, by talking about my mental health journey and um, again I'm sharing my mental health journey with you um, because you or someone you know may be going through something similar and again this for me sharing this um, 
it is to help and, and connect um, with you. Um, and so I've been suffering from depression since I was 13. Um, and as a kid growing up, I was always very shy and very introverted. Um, and because of being shy and introverted, I felt lonely and it made me feel different from the other kids um, because I was shy and introverted. Um, and I didn't feel like the other kids in a way because, um, you know, a lot of the kids or even friends that I've had, you know, growing up were, were extroverted and I was just always shy because I never felt confident, uh, in my own skin. And I always, I was bullied, not that I was always bullied, but I was bullied and, um, because of being bullied that just made me not want to open up to the world or just not connect with people because I was always afraid of what people were going to say or what to think. And um, I was not involved in any uh, sports um, or activities such as like dance classes um, because my parents couldn't financially afford it. Um, but not just that, but just because of being bullied, uh, I chose not to be involved in activities um, because it just affected my self-esteem. So I had a very low self-esteem um, as a kid and even as a teenager up until my early 20s. So I would say about maybe around 23. And um, even going to middle school I was you know bullied even high school so um, it was an ongoing thing and um, but going back into how it relates to uh, my depression starting at 13 it it really started from there because uh, my family and I went through a very difficult situation in our lives and uh, the depression pretty much went on from there into my teenage years and um, onto my uh, early 20s. So it was on and off kind of a thing. And being in high school, I I hated high school. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had some good times. and But um, I think my depression really took a toll when I was a sophomore in high school and also kind of junior year and then senior year as well. Um, and so there were days um, when I was going to high school where I actually wouldn't go to class um, because I was so depressed to get out of bed and I, I just didn't want to be at school. And um, I remember I had a couple of friends asked me why I wasn't in school and just be like oh I'm just you know not feeling well but really the truth was it's because I was I was so depressed and um then when you know I I left high school um I started college and I was in a relationship 
uh, for a few years, so from ages 18 to 21. And during that time, um, that relationship was pretty, it wasn't the best. It, it was toxic and it was uh, toxic on both ends. So it wasn't just the boyfriend that I had, but it, it, it just wasn't a healthy relationship. And um, my depression was, was getting bad. Um, it got to the point where I had to go see a therapist. My hair wouldn't grow. Um, I remember my hair was like short for a while because um, I was so stressed out. And, um, but yeah, so um, there was that. And um, at 23 uh, was a real turning point in my life, which I will be talking about uh, in a future episode. But that was when my depression was super severe. Um, I went through a very difficult situation. I uh, was going to Cal State San Marcos at the time. So I had just transferred from uh, a community college and it was my first year at Cal State. And I believe this was like my second semester um, at Cal State San Marcos. And um, my depression got so severe that I wouldn't be able to, I was, I was not able to get out of bed and, um, I would skip classes. Um, I, I lost my appetite and I stopped eating and I lost weight and, um, and for, for those who, who know me, so back then I was, I was super thin and um, I even got more thinner. <laughs> so, um, and it was not to do that uh, intentionally, bec but it was my depression because I had no appetite, I had no desire to eat. So it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose. Um, and I had a very low self-esteem and I just looked terrible. You know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I looked horrible. <laughs> and. Um, I remember my face was stone gray. There was no color at all. And, um, you know, I think that was a real turning point in my life where I had to get out of that severe episode. And, um, you know, things did get better um, from, you know, uh, mid ages, mid 23 to, I would say up until 25, 25 and a half, um, where my depression, where I relapsed. Um, and that's when I decided to, um, to, take control of my mental health and um, anyone who goes through depression 
or suffers from it or if, if someone you know that suffers from depression, it is not easy as you may think um, because depression um, is not just being sad all the time or um, or crying, you know, because there, you know, people have different ways of showing it. And, um, when my depression was so severe, I just remember being so numb and I, I would be in a room full of people and everybody would be laughing or making jokes. And I just, I couldn't, I just was emotionally, mentally not there. And I'll never forget one time when I was in class one day, um, and this was when I was 23, when my when my depression was so severe. I remember being in class and we were doing um, a group project and everybody was in their little groups. And I remember my group was laughing about something or making a joke about something or I honestly don't know what, what it was exactly, but I remember them laughing. And I remember I couldn't laugh because I was so emotionally, I was numb, you know? And um, I think that's what made it really, really difficult to, to have any sort of emotion. And that's when I realized my depression was so severe. Um, not just only that, but you know, not eating and, and not getting out of bed. Um, but when I, I relapsed, I had to take control and, um, I started taking a medication, which to this day, it helps me. Um, I exercise or at least try to exercise a few times a week. I was going to the gym, um, started working out and, I was starting to feel confident about myself and my self-esteem was going up and, you know, and I, you know what, to this day, uh, you know, I do feel, I do feel good about myself and you know what, there are some days where I do get depression and, um, but you know, I learned to fight it because I am a fighter and, um, and anyone who is going through this or someone you may know, just know that you're not alone and that you can get through this. You are a fighter and just know that your depression does not define you who you are. Because, you know, to be honest, I have told, uh, you know, someone so close to me about my depression and unfortunately it backlashed and um, she pretty much defined me by my depression and that's where I had to, you know, stand up for myself and know my worth. Um, and again, as I mentioned earlier that, you know, depression looks different on everyone because it's not just about crying all the time or being sad because someone who is going through depression may have like the brightest smile in the room or they are the funniest person you know so you never know what people are going through and that's why that you know 
that quote or that saying, you know, always be kind to others because you never know what people are going through. And that that is so true. Um, And as someone who has depression, um, I am able to empathize with people, especially with the type of work that I do. Um, I work with individuals from many uh, cultural backgrounds, many different socioeconomic backgrounds. And, you know, when these people open up to me, um, you know, I'm able to relate um, to these individuals and just to be kind. And so the thing is, too, is just that, yes, be kind to others, but also you have to be kind to yourself. And I had to learn that through this process is to learn to be kind to myself and with someone that has depression because sometimes they may feel like they're not good enough or they feel like a burden to other people and that is why I and I I tend to isolate myself because I always feel like a burden I always I feel like oh my god if I talk to this individual or if I hang out with my friends I I don't, I don't want to feel like a burden, you know, and, um, or like, you know, not feeling good enough or, you know, we have these negative thoughts or emotions and, you know, it's very important to challenge those negative thoughts and, you know, um, I think you know, my, my way of coping is just not to be so hard on myself because I am so critical of myself and I set high standards for myself and all these high expectations, but I learned that I'm not perfect. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. And just know that people that suffer from depression, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make it, okay, we're trying to go through light, this life, and, um, and also with depression, um, sometimes we feel like we're not good enough, And there were instances where, especially, well, for me, where I felt like I just didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to be here anymore. And, um, because I felt worthless. I felt like, you know what, people can go on without me life can go on you know and I know there are people that may feel this way but you know I don't know if you or someone you know that may have gone through this at at the point where you just didn't want to be here anymore and to attempt to leave if you know what I mean and just know that 
you're worth it. You're worth being here and you have a purpose. I believe everyone has a purpose and you know what? This is not the end of the road. You still have so much more um, out there. Life is so beautiful. You know, in, in this crazy world and crazy time that we're living in, it may not look that way, but I can guarantee you as someone who wanted to leave, as someone who wanted to leave six years ago and to see where my life is at right now, Boy, I'm so glad I stayed. I'm so glad I stayed because I met all these amazing people. I, uh, yes, I had to overcome challenges, but I'm just so proud of myself of how far I've come in the last six, seven, eight years. And you know what? You also need to be proud of yourself too. I don't know where you are at in life, but just know there's so much ahead of you. There's so much amazing things that you need to do. Whether it's, you know, life, your career, imagine all those, you know, concerts you need to go to, going to the beach, going, you know, traveling, you know. So if I'm telling you right now, please do not give up. Because you, the world needs you. The world needs you. And just know that you have strength and you are a fighter. You can get through everything. Um, sorry, I didn't expect to be so <laughs> emotional uh, right now, but I felt like it had to be said. And honestly, I, I wasn't going to say that part, but it had to be said. And this is to encourage or I hope I am encouraging you or someone um, to keep going okay and just know that you are not alone in this your depression or mental health does not define you you are you and keep fighting keep fighting you are a warrior and um, I just hope there's that little motivation, I guess, um, to help you or help someone. And, um, you know, there are, to be honest, there are days that I do have depression and there are days that I don't. There are days where I am perfectly fine. And, you know, but you know what? we're going to get through this. And, um, you know, what's funny is that, um, 
with depression, there's a lot of healing. Um, and I realized that there is a lot of healing um, that I have to heal. And I'm actually hitting a, a milestone year this year, which I will hopefully talk about in a future episode. Um, and because of hitting that milestone year, I've had, I've had a lot of reflection about a lot of things about my childhood, my teenage years, my, my twenties. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to heal aspects of myself because there are some things of myself that has stemmed from my depression that I need to heal. And I'm in the process of healing, but just know that, um, you know, depression is a process. Healing from depression is a process. It's not just, all right, I'm better in like a week or two weeks, you know, and there are some people that can recover from depression within like, you know, a short amount of time, but everybody's different. You know, some, for some people it takes years. Um, and you know, just know that everybody's journey, uh, healing journey is different and uh, just know when you are going through the healing journey that to be kind to yourself and for them is any for anything that you've done any mistakes uh, don't be so harsh on yourself you know and just know that we can learn and to move forward because the thing with depression is that it likes to keep you stuck in the past it likes to question like oh what if I did this what if I did that differently or look look what happened when you did this on you know on May 2014 or whatever you know just again it likes to keep you in the past but the only thing that you can do is to move forward um and I'm not a licensed professional or a therapist or anything but you know I uh, recommend therapy to anyone who may need of it um and also I think one of your greatest medicines for healing uh, from depression is exercise 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 it's not only only are you going to feel like physically confident with yourself but it's going to help you so much mentally and I've I've learned that through through my journey um, with healing that, you know, as much as I <laughs> don't like doing those Nike workouts cause they kill me every time, but man, do, do I feel great afterwards? And, um, and you know, actually I do want to share some tips on mental health, um, that hopefully will help you or someone you may know. And again, you know, not only my not only did I just want to share my mental health journey, but also to share some tips that, that can be very helpful. Um, so stay tuned. So last week uh, on my Instagram, I asked a question uh, to my followers about how do they 
uh, take care of themselves, um, like mentally, or like what is a form of self-care that they would like to do. Um, and I've had um, people respond by saying, um, by taking a bath, or by walking, or um, doing meditation, or even um, reading uh, Instagram posts by, by therapists to help um, them ground themselves. And I think those are all really great tips. And um, I think it is very important to um, take care of your mental health um, and uh, to have that form of self-care. And uh, as I was mentioning earlier about exercising, I think one, exercising is um uh, a great way to to take care of yourself I mean not only are you being physically um, healthy but also you're also being mentally um, health healthy as well and um, you know with a component of exercise is about eating well and uh, food is our fuel and it you know with the right food that we eat it gives us important nutrients that we need so it's very important to eat the those fruits and vegetables and you know when when we eat healthy we are mentally uh, well and our brains work better um and it is very important to eat um, on a regular basis um so we can have fuel throughout the day and when we skip meals it just makes us tired and irritable and as much as you know having coffee um is great I mean I love my Starbucks (laughs) um but you know I also had to be careful with having too much caffeine because the more caffeine that I had um the more um like agitated I would feel and um yeah caffeine is you know good i mean to a point because you know to wake up but um i think a you know what's another great alternative is um i heard black tea is an alternative to uh caffeine or coffee and um you know when also when we drink too much coffee Uh, we may not sleep that well and so sleep is also very important um, with our mental health which I will be talking about in a couple of seconds but regarding about how we eat we also have to be careful about limiting the sugar or how much sugar we eat and I know like sugar is almost in everything Um, and of course you know sugar gives us that little boost of energy but once that energy you know goes away we feel more tired um so when we feel more tired we can feel more irritable and also it's very important to um watch your alcohol use so that includes you know beer margaritas tequila um and (laughs) actually the other day um I went out to dinner with with family and I had a margarita and it was my 
my first margarita in like a very long time and yeah it helped loosen me up because after a very tense work day but um like afterwards I didn't feel too great um so you know I, I think it's important to just watch how much you drink and everybody's different but um I I just would honestly recommend you know try to limit that as much as possible um and going back with um what I was talking about sleep sleep is super super important um and I think it is very important to have um enough sleep um such as having eight hours of sleep and when we have enough sleep we're able to cope with stress um we're able to concentrate better and remember things um and um i think if you know the lack of sleep of course we can feel more irritable and uh, tense and upset so very important to at least try to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night um and i think for good sleeping tips um i recommend you know um following a routine so try to have like a set bedtime um schedule like each night so like if you want to go to sleep around nine o'clock or nine thirty um i heard it's best to sleep before 10 um then after 10 o'clock and i think the reason was is because if you sleep later than 10 o'clock you get limited um sleep um and also like according to research um to limit electronics or tv before you go to sleep um and just to use um the bedroom for sleep only and for love making um and also um if you are going to take naps um you know according to the research it's best to avoid naps during the day but if you are going to take a nap um it is recommended that you take a nap in like i think it was like mid-afternoon or early afternoon but not later than like five o'clock uh, or six o'clock because i don't know about you but if you've taken a nap like after 6 p.m like you, it's not even a nap anymore you're getting like a full-on eight hours of sleep so um again if you're gonna or if you need to take a nap try to take it like earlier in the day and make sure it's like a power nap too like a 15 20 minute nap instead of like a three hour nap so um and um also again everybody's very different so you know do what is best for you regarding like your sleeping habit um also another thing is to as i was 
mentioning earlier um, about um, exercise, um, you know, as I mentioned, exercise has helped me not just only physically but mentally as well. And uh, not only is exercising a great way to boost our energy or or our confidence, um, it does help us lift our mood. And it it does help us sleep well. It lowers anxiety. Um, and it is recommended per research to exercise at least 30 minutes a day. So, and you know what? Exercising doesn't mean you have to like go to a gym and do full on like, you know, be a bodybuilder type of thing. But, you know, pick something that you enjoy. So if you enjoy walking, try walking at least 15 to 30 minutes a day. Um, if you like to, you know, do yoga, Pilates, um, or, you know, I think hiking can be a form of exercising. Um, you know, do what's going to work for you. So me personally, um, I actually have not gone to the gym for over a year now because of COVID. Um, hopefully I'll go back, you know, once, you know, I feel like things are getting better with COVID now. Um, but what I've been doing to exercise, I've been using the Nike fitness app, which has these really great exercises. You know, they have like from beginning, um, to intermediate levels. And I actually, just recently completed a six-week workout program and um, I am surprised that I completed that six-week program but it was um, it was so great it was beneficial I mean I just worked out like a three times a week and um, but you know Nike Fitness has all all other programs like they have like ab workouts and working on your glutes or toning your arms, things like that. Um, so if you can't go to the gym, um, I recommend that app. It's free. Um, I know there are other fitness apps, um, like sweat. Um, so if you don't have access, um, to a gym, um, you can use the fitness training app. Um, and if you don't have, um, like workout equipment. Um, I know on the Nike fitness app, they have like body weight workout options, which is also great too. Um, and also pay attention to your body because I know, uh, sometimes when it comes to working out, we want to be consistent and try to work out at least three to five times a week, but pay attention, um, how you feel because, it may be like workout day, but you know, sometimes we're not feeling it and it's okay to take a break. You know, it's okay not to work out that day. So don't feel that you have to pressure yourself into working out that day if you're not feeling it. Um, also, um, I think, um, well, according to research, um, it is beneficial to exercise with someone else. Um, not only are you like exercising and connecting with someone, um, you, I mean, I think the more you work out with someone, the likely that you're going to 
continue with your exercise uh, compared to working out alone. Um, and also, again, you know, exercise doesn't have to be like a full on gym, but again, like even walking um, around the neighborhood or in the park just works as great. Um, and also, um, I think what's really important to is to set a routine, um, especially if someone is working from home. Um, I know I was working from home for about a year because of COVID and I actually went back to the office very recently, um, which was nice in a way because I was now able to be social again. <laughs> um, but it was just nice getting back into a routine. Um, but what I learned during um, COVID especially working from home is that I had to create this routine like as if I was going to work in the office so like at 8 a.m you know make phone calls or you know by 10 a.m take a 15 minute break um but I noticed I wasn't really doing that um I think you know everybody has their own experience with working from home but for me it was just hard for me to set a routine because um, I always felt distracted or um, like I wasn't taking my necessary breaks I should have. Like I just had to keep working and working. Um, and I noticed that working from home, I was working past like five o'clock. Um, so there'd be times I'd be working until seven or eight or nine at night um, when my job was like an eight to five job. Um, but yeah, I think it's very important to set, um, those boundaries and a routine, um, when it comes to, to work. Um, um, also I think it's, um, very important to uh, connect with others, um, uh, which is a great way for, mental health and um so this part I'm I'm actually going to break it down in a couple parts because one yes it is very connected very healthy to connect with others and that could be a form of like social media so with social media such as like Instagram Facebook um LinkedIn you know we it's, it's just quick and easy to connect with someone, uh, right away. And, um, but I think it's also very important to communicate with people like by phone, whether it's like by calling or texting. Um, and I think with COVID-19, um, especially with this pandemic, um, I found it difficult because I wasn't able to like go outside and you know like go to you know the park or um go out with friends I mean I did want go out with friends um but we were we were safe you know we were wearing our masks being socially distant but um there was a period of time where 
we were not seeing each other and the only way that we remained connected was by sending group uh, text messages or having like an online movie night or a FaceTime call. And so um, now that um, with this pandemic, I feel like we're at the tail end of the pandemic, um, that people are now going out and, you know, restrictions are being lifted. Um, you know, I think it's going to be nice to be reconnect with the world, but I think it is very, 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 very important to, uh, connect with others because I think with mental health, um, as I mentioned earlier, like regarding depression, um, people can feel very isolated or they tend to isolate themselves because they either don't want to feel like a burden or, um, you know, they just rather not, you know, communicate with people at all. Um, but I think it's important to maintain, um, those relationships with family and friends. And another great way to connect is by volunteering. Um, so whether it's, you know, volunteering at an animal shelter, a homeless shelter, or any cause or volunteering, whatever you like to do, um, I think it will be another great way to connect, but also to help you discover your passion, um, and what you really would like to do or like a hobby. And, um, I volunteered, or I have done volunteer work at the times where I was not working and that really helped me meet a lot of new people and, um, actually discover my, my purpose in life in a way. I know that sounds kind of like cheesy, but, um, like at the time I was so unsure what I wanted to do, um, career wise. But once I started volunteering, like in post-secondary education, that really set, um, or I would just say that it planted a seed for me that I, I wanted to pursue a career in education because based on volunteering, I enjoyed it. Um, so, um, you know, with, um, volunteering too, um, can volunteer at a church, um, if you're involved in a church, um, or a religious organization, um, and, um, also, um, what I did also want to mention in regards to, like, with social media and connecting, um, I think it's also good to disconnect from social media for a while, and with social media, I think there is a lot of comparison or that FOMO or like fear of missing out because, you know, I I think personally for me, social media, I'm always like on it, like what's going on with so-and-so or, you know, what's going on the the latest, you know, in Hollywood or things like that. Um, And I actually had to stay off social media 
um, pretty often because I noticed it was starting to affect my mental health um, because I was having that FOMO um, because I was comparing myself to other people like where they were at in life you know based on their like Instagram updates or whatever um, so I, I just felt like I was like behind in certain things in my life um, compared to like what I was seeing on social media um, but really like I think it's good to disconnect once in a while from that because I think people will be more productive I know I started to be more productive <laughs> once I was off social media and um, you know just connecting with you know or doing uh, new hobbies um, so yes social media can be a form of connecting with others but I feel like if you need to take a break uh, from social media because it's affecting your mental health I recommend taking a break from it as long as like you feel comfortable and set like a timed disconnect so if you want to disconnect from social media for like let's say a week and um you know I tried disconnecting from social media for about a week one time I did that for like a couple months um so once I disconnected from that I felt refreshed and much better about myself um but, you know, if you are going to disconnect from the social media, just you can still stay connected with with your friends or family, but maybe by like calling them or texting them or even FaceTiming if you choose not to uh, go on social media for a while. And. Ooh, what else? What are other some what are some other great tips? Um, I think it's also important to to reach out um, to someone. Um, and it's okay to um, to ask for help. So because of mental health, um, I know me personally, I was afraid asking for help because I was just afraid of what people were going to think or going to say or I didn't want to feel like a burden to others um, and I think I think I posted this a couple weeks ago or last week regarding um, you know for people who want to help with someone with with depression or mental health in general and I think um, I think with, um, you know, let's say for, for example, someone that has depression, um, you know, they may feel like, okay, how can I reach out to someone? But then I'm scared to reach out to someone because of, you know, so many different factors. And I think, you know, for someone to support someone who has depression or any mental health, you know, uh, my advice is to listen um, 
be patient um, and also set boundaries because you know like we we may want to talk to someone someone trusted like a friend or family member um, but just know that our friends and family members are not therapists um, I know some people are really good at at dealing with um, feelings on their own but there are some people that would like to communicate with someone um, and so I think it's important just to, to set the boundaries that just know that yes you know talk to someone that you trust but just know that you have to limit those you have to set those boundaries because you know we don't want to overwhelm that that individual um and um there's nothing wrong with going to therapy um i you know if you feel comfortable uh going i i recommend it um but there are other ways that you that you can do if you don't feel comfortable going talking to like a licensed professional um i know some people are are good at you know the way they cope with their mental health or depression is you know they like to go grocery shopping or they like to babysit or you know um walk you know walk their pet um you know and if you are going to communicate with someone um i think some people are really good at um providing advice um and um you know some you know some people just feel comfortable with with sharing and some people don't and that's okay if you don't feel comfortable sharing with a trusted friend um or family member um i recommend journaling uh, journaling is is a great way to just jot down what you're feeling um i know i've done a lot of journaling recently and that's helped me release um emotion um and i've always liked writing so i think that's another great way to um to definitely just release those emotions if you don't feel comfortable talking about how you are feeling and um also um i think another great way too is is by helping others um so even though we yes people with depression you know yes i'm gonna help myself but also i think what's really great is that especially by volunteering you're helping others and it makes you feel good it makes you um makes you connected with other people it's a great way uh, to learn new skills and meet other people um and yeah those are just some mental health tips um that I hope you will find helpful 
Um, and I think other resources too, I will include it in my, in the link in this episode, but, um, I do recommend checking out these resources and this resource, um, I got from here to help.bc.ca and, um, for this website, they have wellness modules, Um, So they have worksheets on to build a good mental health, such as like managing your stress, social support, healthy thinking skills, and having a healthy lifestyle. And they also have the bounce back, excuse me, bounce back program. And um, bounce back, what it is, is that they, it's for people that have a low mood or stress or anxiety or anxiety. Um, and they have skills that you can learn from a DVD or you can talk to someone over the phone. And these, um, programs are free. There is a podcast that I started listening to earlier this year. It is called Yeah, No, I'm Not Okay by actress Diane Guerrero. And Diane has appeared in Orange is the New Black and other uh, films and TV. And she talks about mental health and she has a guest each week. And she also specifically uh, talks about mental health in the Latin uh, American community, which I would also like to discuss uh, in the future. And I highly, highly recommend it. It is so good. And I will be including uh, the link to her podcast in this episode. So that is pretty much it. Um, That was pretty much some tips that I mental health tips that I've shared um, and I will be including those resources and also thank you for listening to my mental health journey Um, I again I wasn't expecting to get emotional but again I just wanted to share it with anyone who can relate and you know again this podcast is about connecting with others and having a real conversation and just being real um so that is pretty much it for today i hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a lot and also um if you can follow me on instagram at 100 real with stuff and i would really appreciate um if you can please leave a comment just let me know what you thought about this episode okay Alrighty, until next time, have a nice evening. Bye-bye.